What up, what up? Welcome to Tuesdays with Nick and Cole. It is Tuesday, January 7th. All right, episode number 19. I skipped 18. It's good to be back. Uh, I was out of town for the last one, but we're going to go through our uh, typical rundown here. We're starting with the lower sports rundown, going into a wing review, debating go to the week, doing questions from the fans, adding a little section about Trent in there, and then uh, finishing off with Coach's Corner. Right, so that sports recap, number 23 in the country, our women's basketball team now. Uh, they defeated Nebraska Wesleyan 102-74, making it the highest sports or points total that they've scored this year. Our, our men's basketball team took a tough loss, the number 8 in the country, 99-85. And our women's soccer team has won their third straight sportsmanship award. So, hey, Duhawks supporting Duhawks. Uh, not only do they beat you on the field, but they're nice to you, too. So uh, that's tough. <laughs> but, uh, Nick, how, since you were gone, you were missing it for a uh, training trip. How was it? It was good. You know, we went down to Miami, and there was a bowl game going on, and there was New Year's, so it was just craziness down there. Um, so it was hard to get around, and it seems like we could never get to anything on time <laughs> just because the traffic was crazy and um, – and everything else, but uh, all in all, it was it was a lot of fun. But they did get a lot of training in, uh, a lot of good quality training. We were in uh, Florida International University's pool, which is 50 meters long, so we were able to train long course, which we don't get the opportunity to do here. Which is one of the main reasons why we went down there is to get some long course training in, um, which is really ideal for building endurance, which we need to start revving up for the second half of the season here. Um, so it was great. We we uh, able to use their weight room, get got a lot of good quality uh, dry land sessions in. We did a beach workout, um, and then we got to see and compete uh, unofficially against a couple other D three teams. We even actually uh, got to talk with Penn State. They were down there as well in that same pool, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, definitely worth the trip. I think. Sweet. All right, we got our wing review. So this time we. Took wings from the doghouse. We didn't eat there. Uh, Trent just brought us some wings here a few minutes ago. Um, you know, I came in actually after these two and tried it. And based on my reaction to it, they were surprised at my reaction. Um, I thought they were pretty good wings. Um, but here, let's let's have you guys talk here for a second. Uh, I mean, so first off, like looking at the wing, uh, I definitely didn't think that either of you would even give this wing like a shot. A lot of breading to start. So right off the get-go, I was like, I mean, I thought that I would kind of enjoy it. It was our first dry rub wing that we have tried. Uh, and I've, I didn't, I don't know. I guess I just kind of found out today that I'm not the hugest fan of a dry rub wing. Uh, my first bite wasn't very good. I got like a joint of the chicken. Uh, it was a little dry, the first one I got. Your box that you had, so we had got like 12 total. Your box was definitely better than the one that we had taken out of originally um but i mean i just i don't know we put it on our scale um it's like a wing that i would eat kind of like so i actually gave a kind of description this was a great a perfect great description. description okay of the wing um it's the it to me it was a wing that you show up to a holiday party and they're there and you're excited because you're like you didn't think there's actually going to be any like actual food mm. so you eat it and you're like 
oh, dang, all right, that's pretty good. So you go grab a couple more just because you didn't think there's going to be real food and it doesn't taste bad. Um, so it, I mean, to me, it was free food that I probably wouldn't pay for. Yeah. So yeah, I, I thought it was a little bit better than that. Um, I, I it, it looked like it had a lot of breading, but it, I don't think it actually did have a ton of breading. It was a dry rub. Um, I mean, look, yeah, it looks like I'm looking at the wing right now. It looks like it's got breading, but really it's not that thick. Uh, like if you were to look at it right here, uh, <laughs> take the millimeters and, um, yeah, see that's, that's low on the standard of millimeters for, um, per crunch, the millimeter <laughs> per crunch. Uh, no, I don't know what I'm talking about. Here. Um, but here's the reason why I liked it. Um, the taste was very flavorful. I, yes. I needed to go get a drink of water after, uh, eating a few of those. Cause it was, the spice was there. It was, it was a good flavor. Um, I was left holding two bones and nothing else so that i i got a full uh i don't know how you would full say wing. That. yeah i got a full wing i guess i got a full wing there was nothing but bone left in my hand i really liked that um and my first instinct was to just keep eating and that's always good when i have a wing and i say hey, i want another one let's see here and now i want another one um but i will say this i only had i had flats which are my favorite i don't know if i would like in that style a non-flat. Honestly, I normally agree with the no- the flats are better. I actually liked the non-flats better. In, in this? this, in this, okay. yeah. I was surprised. And for me, I'm I'm with Cole. I'm usually not a fan of dry rubs, but I mean, I actually really liked these the flavor of these wings. I mean, like you said, it had that spice to it. Um, overall, I was comparing it a lot to. Uh, Dubuque Mining Company. Not that those were dry rub wings, but those were also very crunchy. But I think these were better than the Dubuque Mining Company. Yeah. Because um, the, the the flavor was really good. The meat quality was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's they were pretty crunchy, which I don't always like. And it was a dry rub overall. I can definitely say that I would. These would be controversial if we had like the full crew of people that we usually eat wings oh, with, gosh. it would the scores would be all over the place. Yeah, I they think. would, for sure. Um, but even just amongst us, I mean, you guys were lower than me. So official scores. Nick had a 7.1. Cole had a 5.6. Uh, myself, I had a 5.7 with an average of a 6.13. Oof. Um, so that puts it on the list actually right above Copper Kettle um, and right <laughs> below the Q Casino. Um, so it's... What, what did you give sixth it? Sixth from last. What did you give it? I it's, gave it a 5.7. Gotcha. It's below the Q? It is below the Q, yeah. Mm. This might Which be... Which wing Cole got cold wings from. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, I just got um, a joint in my verse. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, you know, there could be an argument made that these are just inconsistent, and that would, I mean, do- yeah. that would dock it a little bit. Yeah. Um, give the doghouse a try. I mean, I would, I'd eat these wings. I would eat them again. Yeah. So, I don't know if I would... I wouldn't. I would definitely not get these as a meal. That is for sure. Yeah. I would get them as an appetizer because I know the doghouse has pretty good burgers. I would get them as an appetizer. I would not get them as a full meal. So the official TWNC rating comes in at six point one three. Six point one three. All right. If you want to file that away for your information when you're going to go to the doghouse for your next meal, just let it be known that it was a six point one three officially. All right, that brings us to our next segment, and that's Go to the Week. And it's our last piece of a trend that we've been doing for a long time now, and that's 
in now we are officially in the last most modern decade of music, the 2010s, and we're gonna pick our goat artist. Who wants to go first? I mean, I can go first. Um, I think it's easy. Uh, Adele. Um, over the course uh, of the decade, uh, she dominated a couple years uh, within it. Um, but I think she did so well in those three or four years uh, that her coursework over the entire decade was good enough to make her the artist of the decade. Um, her album, 21, was the highest selling of any album uh, in the years of 2011 and 2012. Uh, it was a record tying. It, re- it received a record tying six Grammys for the album. And... It was the album of not uh, just in the U.S., it was the top-selling album in Britain as well. Um, So not only was that one of her best albums, Album 25, which is in 2015, was the second highest-selling album in the decade. And that was obviously to number one, her first-selling album of the decade, Album 21. That was Album 25. Also, Album 21 spent 23 weeks at number one, which is the longest ever since 1985. Wow. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. And she had it, the number three selling song of the decade. What is she considered? Pop? Like, what exactly is her genre? Because she just kind of, like, sings ballads. Um, I think it'd probably be know. considered pop, but I Maybe. Don't, don't really know. That's Those are the two things. Um but I'm gonna say uh, my pick is gonna be Kanye West, and granted he came out in the early 2000s, so he was a big part of the 2000s decade. Um, and his debut album, The College Dropout, was triple platinum and had 10 Grammy nominations. But he continued that momentum into this past decade. I mean, who doesn't know who Kanye West is? Who doesn't have a few good Kanye West songs um, that they know of in, in their playlist? He's got 68 Grammy nominations, 21 Grammy wins. He's also the seventh highest digital selling artist of all time. Um, so it's really, I mean, he's just reached a peak of fame that is just unprecedented, I think. And so it's hard, it's hard to choose against him for that. But I will say this, I did think and almost pick Coldplay. Ooh, Coldplay is kind of a sneaky. Coldplay had a couple of top selling, uh, when I did, when we did some like research right now, it's some, I think they had almost two in the top 40 selling songs. Coldplay would have been a, Yeah. Dark and horse. For they sure. just they like sneak across so many different genres yeah. that everyone kind of likes Coldplay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And who? Not my choice, but one person I did think of was Bruno Mars, just because of his like he's so versatile and like he has so many different genres. He could hit like it's almost like he's not from this generation. Like he should mm, be like mm-hmm. with yeah. Michael Jackson in like the eighties. Um, but he's done a lot of collabs, and I know like in the music industry is very well liked, you know? Yeah. Um, but I actually went with, uh, Drake. Um, he mm, is yeah. obviously one of the most, uh, world's best selling music artists. He has over 170 million records sold worldwide. Um, holds seven billboard, ch- uh, chart records. He has, um, most charted songs of 205 among any solo artist wow. in the billboard hot 100. The most simultaneously charted Hot 100 songs in a single week with 27. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. 
the most um, most time on a Hot 100 chart of 431 weeks. Wow, and that's also the most crazy. Hot 100 debuts in a week with 22. He also has four Grammys among um, 27 Billboard Music Awards and three Juno Awards. How does he only have four Grammys of all that? Like that is true. I don't like, know. That's crazy. That's robbery right there. Dang. I think. He, he deserves more than that. One of Adele's albums beats Drake. How so? She has six Grammys off of oh, one album. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. she's, she's right. commercial. But no, loved. I mean, dude, like, you're, I mean. This is a tough that's, debate. That's crazy. This, this is, is a really, really, I mean, really like, close. Again, Adele only has, like, I feel like she kind of fell years. off. She kind of fell off. She, yeah. But she dominated those, like you said, uh, those like four three or to four five years. years. Yeah. 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 Like, she absolutely dominated. Over the course of, like, like if you wanted to go over, like, I guess consistency over the decade, it'd pr- I'd probably lean towards Drake. But, like, the domination, it's a tough I argument. I mean, a lot of it is going to be personal preference, especially with, I mean, if you don't like rap music, you're probably not going to like Drake. Yeah. And right, but I where mean, Adele is a little more across the board. Well, right, I, but, well, maybe, but I'm even just looking at, like, just like the stats, like yeah, yeah. If you look at that, like over the coursework, like he has a lot versus like just like some that like, and that's kind of depends on the artist though too. Yeah. Some put so much time and effort into making a like a such a good songs albums, or album. or, yeah. Versus like putting in. I'm not saying that some of his songs are like or trash or anything like that because he has plenty of good songs but like putting out so much content yeah, that is instead true. of just having like could you imagine if he would have taken it like take his time with like an album and just turn out one yeah I, here's the thing about drake i didn't like him at first just because i feel like he came from the branch of like lil wayne uh, who I really didn't like, both of which I, I like now. But originally, I was a big '90s rap guy, mm-hmm. so I was all about lyricism and and the technical skill that was required. And they kind of dumbed it down a little bit and and made it a little bit more poppy and a little bit more mumbly. And ultimately, like I feel like they kind of founded mumble rap, even though they aren't really necessarily mumble rappers. Yeah, they kind of founded that, and I wasn't a big fan of where that was going. But ultimately, their music was undeniable. I kind of just I was like, okay, you know, it's good music. So. That's where I think, like, when I think of, like, 2010's rap, yeah. like, Drake is a staple. Right. And, I for mean, sure. he's kind of, like, the icon of this era for rap music. Yeah, yeah. Kanye was, like, because if you're going to go with Drake, Kanye almost kind of was his predecessor. Yeah, for sure. No, um, doubt. no doubt. So I would say Kanye, Kanye should have been an argument for in the 2000s because – he was probably better in the 2000s. But, probably, yeah. Um, but I will say, and this song that I'm about to choose for Kanye uh, was from the 2000s, but I just got to pick this song anyway because you can't be in a bad mood and listen to this song. I feel like if you put the song on, you're automatically just going to be in a good mood, and that's Good Morning. Detroit where it cleaned up From the streets of the league From an eighth to a key But you graduate when you make it up out of the streets From the moments of pain Look how far we done came Haters saying you changed Now you doing your thing Good morning Good morning Good morning Yeah, no, my song um, by Adele would be Someone Like You
Sometimes it lasts in love, but sometimes it hurts instead. Sometimes it lasts in love, but sometimes it hurts instead. Yeah, that that's a good song. That's a one. That's an undeniable song. I that's feel one like. that everybody like likes. Any, that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, for me, for Drake, I was struggling with this one. There are so many good songs I wanted to go with forever, but I ended up choosing Headlines. Oh, don't do it. Please don't do it. Cause one of us goes in and we all go through it. And Drizzy got the money, so Drizzy gon' pay it. Those my brothers, I ain't even gotta say it. That's just something they know. They know, they know, they know. They know, they know, they know. They know, they know, they know. Yeah, they know, yeah. Yeah, that's a sneaky good one. I think not a lot of people would think of that as their first Drake song, but definitely a good one. All right, let's um, go on into that next segment. All right, so this is a segment that uh, we wanted to enter in after having some conversations with our producer here um, <laughs> off air. This segment is, which movies has Trent not seen? <laughs> and hint, there's a lot of them. <laughs> And so for me, I was trying to name a movie that I thought was somewhat modern, a comedy that is quotable, yet not like super mainstream. So it has a high chance of him not seeing it. And I think I want, I want this movie to be something that he would go then watch and be pleasantly surprised. Um, I'm going to go with, have you seen Get Him to the Greek? No. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> No, that's a. Have I've you seen it? I've heard of that. I've heard of that one. It's with Jonah Hill. Uh, I love him. It's it's almost like a. Um, uh, what is that man? I'm blanking on the movie that it's it's almost a sequel it. to it. it. I've seen it. My big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> no, completely <laughs> different. Um, but it, it is yeah, one of those movies one. that if you have seen it, you kind of like almost forget about it. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly why I chose it. It's not like a mainstream, but it's like a really funny comedy that kind of came out recently that, that kind of goes under the radar. So I knew you wouldn't have seen yeah, it. Right. Boom. Got it. Cole. I don't know why I ask. I'm going to go with a classic. Have you seen green mile? Yes, I have. Oh, oh. Yeah. all right. What incredible. No, not eight mile. No. Green mile. <laughs> Oh my! Well, you were thinking no, eight miles. No, I haven't. I've seen eight miles. Uh, I haven't seen Green Mile. Totally Green Mile, yeah, completely like different. Green Mile with Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. Nope, haven't seen. Great it. movie. <laughs> that was the one that TJ did yell yeah. at me for that one because I haven't seen Green Mile. Well, I think if there's a movie that's older than 1998, there's a good chance <laughs> you, you haven't, haven't seen it. I mean, yeah, you're not. Have wrong. you seen Mary Poppins? Is how is that one different than The Sound of Music? Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Well, it has the same actress. Does it? So that's why you're probably thinking. Okay. But, but I mean, they're I've seen the sound of music. I haven't totally, seen totally, totally oh. different movies. Both iconic. <laughs> uh, God, oh, I'm glad we added this. We could sit here and just. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's why movies. this is going to be an ongoing segment. Yep. But yep. Every time two, we talk about this. With so you. you guys are two for two. Yeah. Green Mile. There you go. So you're just going to try and find movies. I figured that you had seen Eight Mile, so that's why I didn't go with it. Did I've seen Eight Mile, not Green Mile. All right, we didn't want to spend too much time on that segment. <laughs> we just wanted to add that in for our own entertainment. Um, all right, so this brings us into questions from you guys, questions from the fans. All right, we got four good ones here. First question, when you're at a buffet, how many plates of food do you start off with? Okay, so my answer depends. Do they, well, ha- yeah. do they have trays? 
Ooh. Ooh. If they have trays, I'll probably go two plates. Okay. And then separate the one the, the things so, I want to be separated. So well, yeah, that's a good answer. So mine I think almost to the fact. I think it's just one regardless, but I already have plate number two like planned out when I leave. <laughs> when that I is leave. true. That is true. So yeah. like I'll have one and I'll like, all right, I already know what I'm gonna get with plate number two. Okay, that's fair. I don't I don't know if I want to go with two or like one and a half, because like as it may surprise you, I'm normally a salad guy at a buffet. You know, you got to get yeah, the greens in yeah. there. So, like, that would usually be one of my first plates is, like, a salad or some, like, pasta salad or something like that. Yours but is, I would probably go two. The amount of food on one plate would count for two or? Oh, I mean, I don't know what that <laughs> might count as, like, four. But <laughs> I'm grabbing two physical plates. Yeah. So I probably, if my standard plate count at a buffet is probably three. I'll probably... And then yeah. four if you count salad. So I'll probably go one main course, two main course, and then three dessert. I mean, you got to make it worth it. That's the other thing. It's like if you pay like 12 bucks yeah. for yeah, yeah. and all you can eat, you got to make That's it worth right. it. You guys want a funny story about a buffet? Sure. <laughs> so <laughs> state wrestling tournament, my uh, sophomore year of high school, um, I was a 103-pounder at this time. And I uh, – That's <laughs> half of your current self. <laughs> That's insane. I went to a uh, – uh, we went to a buffet after we had all gotten knocked out of the state tournament and I got the junior rate when I was a sophomore in high school, which is like 12 and under. <laughs> wow. It was great. It was like eight ninety nine seven, like 12. <laughs> so it was great. All right. Next question. What weird food combinations do you really enjoy? Oh, these aren't all going to be food questions. No, <laughs> these are only two food Wait, questions. Wait, what was it? What weird food combinations do you really enjoy? That would normally be weird to other people. Um, my babysitter when I was younger really judged me for putting ma- uh, ketchup on my mac and cheese. I also put ketchup on eggs. I like ketchup with a lot of <laughs> I would put ketchup on eggs, too. I know some people think that's gross, but I would do that as well. I have veered away. I used to put ketchup on steak, but I can now do steak. Ooh. I do steak by itself. So Who does that? Patrick Mahomes? Ketchup. He does. Ca- me and Patrick Mahomes are like one and the same. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I'm going to go with an egg combination also, and it's really not that weird, but I like syrup on my eggs. Um, just okay. because a lot of the time I'm having like pancakes and eggs yeah. usually, so and then fair. it'll sneak over and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. This is right. Well, there's a difference. Do you like let it do leak in there or do you oh, put yeah, syrup on it? Like if you had just eggs, would you put syrup on it? I might. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a little weird, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't taste bad. Mine also is with ketchup. Italian beef dipped in ketchup. Oh, yeah. No, I do that. Okay. Here's another everyone thing. Everyone always gives me weird looks every time I do it. So here's it's a, like my favorite thing. Here's another thing. I'll eat potato chips, like Lay's potato chips no. with ketchup. Oh. They're fries, dude. They are french like fries. Ketchup, dude. They're french yeah, fries. That's gross. They are french <laughs> fries. Potato, Lay's potatoes are literally french fries. Overcooked french <laughs> fries. All right. Next one. Which term or phrase do you still use today that is really considered dated? So, you know what's really funny is I will say, like, I will say something that's dated in front of my parents, and they're so dated, they didn't even know what my phrase was. <laughs> um, but I would say I always get flack for saying low-key. Okay. I yeah. always try to say low-key. I was like, oh, you know what a low-key good song is? Yeah. Like, low-key? Who says that anymore? So yeah, I would say low-key is a pretty, like, early 2010s, yeah, late yeah. 2000s. It just stuck in my vocab and never (laughs) never left. Mine, I think. I don't know. I I don't. 
maybe it is dated or not. I'm a big fan of saying hot tune, like a good song, like a hot tune. Yeah, that's that is kind of dated. I feel like the word yeah. tune is a very dated word. Yeah. Yeah, you know when I lived out in San Diego for two years, and I had roommates that were a few years younger than me, and they were always saying new slang. It oh, was yeah. like always they were always like on the brink of whatever was new. I remember I was like, I first started hearing them say uh, like, "Oh, this song slaps." <laughs> yeah, I'm like uh, what? Yeah, My, I've heard ours that. Yeah. that like I guess is kind of dated. Mine is we used to say butter. Okay, so I mean, like, yeah. oh, okay. they yeah. hit like yeah. a good shot. Dang, that was butter. butter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That's good. I actually, in college, we like made our own vocabulary, which was kind of weird. But like, you know, like SMH, like shaking yeah. my head. Yeah. We just called it smage. Oh. <laughs> and we said that like on the regular. Like, yeah. literally, like yeah. that. You would be like, oh, Trent, like I'm busy. I can't hang out. Smage. <laughs> like that's just what you would say. Yeah, yeah. I feel like groups come up with their own language yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. What's one that's like to you that you've heard that you're like, why is why did somebody say that? Uh, well, my team says some of the strangest things, but I think they just made it up. Uh, a lot of their slang. Um, <laughs> one of mine is like bet. Just oh yeah, oh, I bet. say bet all oh, the time. Oh, that was bet. huge for a while. Yeah, yeah. I think that's died that's down fading, a little. and yeah. it's just like sure. some of the randomest stuff. Like, <laughs> what's up? Bet. It's like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, oh, I know one. I think my team just made this up. Actually, <laughs> um, uh, de- they definitely made this up. But if any of my team is listening, um, they love to use the term stonks <laughs> what? for something that's good. They're like, oh, this stinks when it actually stinks. But like, but, like, but this stonks, which is, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that. They definitely I, made I, it I up. I think they made it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. Uh, what is one thing you would change about your sport to make it better? Whether that's a rule or like anything, technology, like anything. What's one thing you would change your sport? Well, I know what I would change uh, for NCAA. And that would be to add the 1,000 freestyle to nationals. So basically right now the way that it works is in a dual meet, so like a a one-on-one meet, a lot of times you'll have the 1,000 freestyle, which is uh, 40 lengths. And that usually in freestyle it goes up in increments. So it'll go 200 free, 500 free, 1,000, 1,650. That makes sense. Those are decent-sized jumps. But then all of a sudden, the thousand disappears at nationals. There is no thousand. So, and the, because of that, a lot of uh, a lot of conference meets, conference championships won't have the thousand in it either. So now, usually at your conference meet, you'll get three individual swims. If you're a distance swimmer, you get the mile and the 500, and then all of a sudden you're basically forced to do either the 4IM or the 200 free. It makes no sense. You should have that third distance event in there with 1,000. It should be 500,000 mile. So that would be one I would add is, is just add the 1,000 to the nationals. So. Okay. That's interesting. Mine uh, is I kind of got two kind of. So the first one is I'd like to see more match play kind of making a, an appearance into – uh, you can start seeing it into some of different events, but I'd like to see Division One does a great job. I think how Division One does it is awesome because match play kind of makes it more of a team like event. Where in Division One they have where they have the first three rounds of qualifying, so they have the first round you get cut, 
uh, they, like everybody that like either wins their region, or whatever, makes it to the national tournament. Then they have one round, and then they get like the top like fifteen teams. They make a cut. They have another round uh, where another set of teams gets cut, and then after that, there's only eight teams left. And then they do a match play event of like bracket style of teams. And to me, like that actually brings like coaching into like the sport. Um, not necessarily that others like formats doesn't but this like hey me versus like nick like i know like how they they could match up like individually like in other sports i think it makes it more of a sport if you added like the match play event to it than like just straight up stroke play how division three does it right now um you start to see it in the division two that some turn or some conferences will play uh two rounds of uh stroke play and then we'll get down to four teams, and they'll play a match play event within the top four teams of the conference. So that's starting to bleed into the Division Two, And then so I'm just waiting for it to come to Division Three. Uh, so that would be my rule change, uh, kind of add match play to that event. Because, I mean, it was, uh, I didn't believe it was last year. Uh, we had a 10v10 match play event against Illinois Wesleyan, who was the team that ended up actually winning it all. Uh, and they beat us five and a half to four and a half. And our top five players actually would have beat their top five. So, so it'd be similar to like President's Cup and Ryder Cup, right? Yeah, uh, that's kind of well, cool. kind of, but it's it's the last day only, right? Right, right, yeah. So, the, the you last know what I mean? day of those, right? Yeah, that's cool. And yeah. so, it's one verse, one player versus the other, uh, kind of deal. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, so um, it'd be fun to watch too, like, it, it would make it more fun to watch as right. a fan, yeah. And it's because. In match play, just kind of makes it because like one hole can just destroy somebody's round uh, in stroke play. Right. But in match play, you have one bad hole, you're on to the next. That like every other sport, you have one bad play, you can still get a play of the round. Uh, you know what I mean? Like obviously you can come back and you shouldn't let it bother you, but like match play just allows mm-hmm. it to be kind of like other sports. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right, that's all the questions that we had for today. Um, don't forget if you want to shoot us some question ideas uh, at Loris Podcast, you could always shoot us some. Uh, questions there or I actually want to give a quick shout out before we get to Coach's Corner uh, we started a new website daily.loris.edu you can see all of our Loris podcasts there um, Duhawk Digest uh, the LWLA of course Tuesdays with Nick and Cole and the Brent and Andy experience so stop on over for, at uh, daily.loris.edu and uh, don't forget to submit us some questions on Twitter alright last section here Coach's Corner uh, I'll start. I'll start us out. Um, mine will be pretty simple and quick. I would say that if you're swimming, and you know, typically I do these and I aim towards more novice swimmers, but this time I'm going to aim towards competitive swimmers. Um, if you're someone that's looking to actually compete uh, in a meet, either either as a master swimmer or uh, as someone that's currently on a swim team, or if you're just trying to even improve your sprint swimming for whatever reason. Um, I would highly recommend buying a snorkel and actually training with a snorkel and not a snorkel that you would normally think of. Like you're not going snorkeling in the ocean. These are specific snorkel that, snorkels that you'll buy from uh, swim outlet uh, stores where it goes over the top of your head and it's designed for you to sprint with. Um, they won't move around much. 
Um, but basically the reason for that is it keeps your head in a very good alignment. It allows you to practice good head position and not have to worry about breathing when you're sprint training. Uh, a lot of the times when you're more novice, your breathing is going to be pretty inefficient and could throw you off. If you're really trying to work on speed, it's good to just put your snorkel on and practice um, sprinting without having to worry about breathing. Um, also, it just is good for reinforcing the motor patterns that you would do in a sprint freestyle event. So if you're at the college level and a lot of times even just before the college level, um, you're going to not breathe in a 50 free. So your strategy, 50 free, Cole, take notes. If you ever want to race a 50 free, you don't breathe the whole time. If you do a hundred, you're not probably, even at the turn. no, not even at the turn. You're not breathing, um, for the entire is that 50. hard. I mean, yeah, it's challenging. It's, it's challenging. How long is a 50 free? Anywhere from 19 seconds to 30 seconds. I, I definitely could I, hold my breath well, right now. I would time. be at the 30 plus. So I don't even know if I could hold my breath for that long. Um, so yeah, that's I, knew, the, I mean, the, I wouldn't be at the 19, <laughs> but I'm saying I couldn't even almost say at the 19 mark. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. And for a hundred, you're breathing more, but you're still not breathing every stroke. So it's good to train with a snorkel because you can train the proper motor patterns without having to worry about breathing. So mine is the old, I'm going to get you out of trouble shot today. So you're in, you're, you're in the nasty trees. Um, you need to hit a punch shot. So mm -hmm. take a couple balls. Um, one of the biggest things that you want to do for this, um, a lot of people, they try to do a little bit too much. Um, first off, just working through the shot in general. Um, anytime that if you hit it in trees, get out of the trees. That's just right now rule number one. Don't try to aim for a small <laughs> miracle <laughs> yeah. window. Quit trying to hit the miracle shot. Um, you'll be surprised on how that would just shave off a couple strokes by you just literally hitting out sideways and getting it back to the fairway instead of trying to advance the ball 100 yards. No, I think I can hit it over. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> amount of conversations I've had with players over the like <laughs> my short like coaching career already has been incredible. Yeah. Um, where, But besides the point, uh, for the punch shot, you want to play it on your back foot. Also, you don't want to take too low lofted of a club. So, like, some people are like, oh, I'm going to take my lowest lofted club, like a four iron, five iron. No, because it, usually you're in thicker stuff. So your, your club faces are going to get shut as you catch the rough, which is why you get those worm burners when you're in the mm -hmm. trees. Mm -hmm. And it stays lower and it just dribbles out. You want to grab, like, a six iron. You can get away with a seven, six, or five iron. Um, I, but I'd go with the six iron. You're going to throw it in the back of your foot. You're going to press your hands forward just slightly at a dress, and you're literally only taking like a half swing. Mm. You're not trying to overswing too much. That When you try to do too much, when you're trying to hit a punch shot, that's when you get in trouble. Yeah. Hey, you know what I, You know what idea I just got? Um, this summer, we should do some sort of competition with handicaps of swimming and golf. So and photography? We, or <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. We, we need to do like uh, some sort of like – swimming race with all of us and give I'll give seconds I'll divvy out seconds we'll Kay. figure out what the handicap is and then we'll immediately go play 18 holes with a handicap as well that's fair and figure out like a total score I think that'd be fun let's do it but yeah so the last section instead of uh doing quote of the week we want to change things up bring the mood up a little bit add a little comedy to your to your Tuesday mornings um so we're finished off with dad joke of the week Oh, uh, man, this is making me laugh while I read it. Why can't a nose be 12 inches long? Why? Because then it'd be a foot. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, well, there you have it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
Welcome to Tuesdays with Nick and Cole. I'm Cole. Have a good one. Catch you next week.